Welcome to the Danny Picard Show, Friday, February 5th, 2016. As always, broadcasting from the Beantown Athletic Studio in Dorchester, Massachusetts. Beantown Athletics, the only union screen printer in Boston. Go to BeantownAthletics.com right now or give them a call at 617-282-4181. That's 617-282-4181. Beantown Athletics is also home of the best skate shopping in New England. So grab your skates, swing by the shop on Granite Ave in Dorchester. There is plenty of parking out back, and make sure you tell them I sent you. Again, the website is BeantownAthletics.com. And joining me inside the Beantown Athletics studio today is Mike Hurley, CBS Boston, also can be heard on 98.5 The Sports Hub. What's up, Mike? What's going on? Honored yeah. to be here. Longtime listener, first time guest. Um, I'm a longtime Mike Hurley fan. High five. Uh, myself, and uh, I'm I'm glad you made it in today because we have some bad weather out here. It but, was rough, but I not risk- as bad as they kind of told us it was going to be, nah, right? It's a, I mean, if you grew up in New England, it's nothing. But the, the highway was a was a, a train wreck. But I made it. You I risked life it. and limb to get here. And hey, well, we got a lot going on too. It's a big day. And I'm not even talking about the game on Sunday. There's a game. Right? There's a game. I have held off my Super Bowl 50 preview now for three straight days. Like I, I usually give my NFL preview on Wednesday for the following week. Uh, instead, we had some other stuff. Roger Goodell spoke on the Rich Eisen Show Tuesday, so I had to talk about that Wednesday. Yeah, Yet, Dean Blandino the next day. Then we had Dean Blandino, and we had all the Dwight Howard shit. Is he yeah. coming to the Celtics? Is he not? You know, if you listen, that I do not want Dwight Howard anywhere near the Celtics, but we're not going to talk NBA today. We are going to get to some football I will close out the show with my pick, which I, you know, I have a segment every Friday, Picks Picks. We only have one pick. I'll let you make a pick, too, if you want to do that, if you want to join in. Yeah, I mean, there's a reason you haven't done the the football talk. There's not much of a game Sunday, I don't think. I I, I don't know that it's going to be a a particularly uh, captivating watch. Oh, really? I don't think so. Uh I think it's going to be. See, I disagree, but we'll save that to the end. That's because called that's a tease. Not the, that's, that's a not, big market yeah, tease right there. That's not even a tough story. No, no. We got, there's so much shit going on. We have Deflategate, because Roger Goodell is going to talk today in San Francisco, what, 3 o'clock three Eastern o'clock. time? Right? He, loves he, those, he, he loves those 3 o'clock Friday. Eastern press, time, though. Yeah, Eastern time. Okay, uh, because you never know. I'm right? pretty sure. If it's 6, I'll be pretty mad, because <laughs> I want to go home at some point. Um, so, Goodell's going to speak. He's going to talk about integrity of the game and how he's trying to protect it. And... Uh, is Dean Blandino going to speak, too? No, he today? spoke last year. He did speak It was, last I year. think, the Wednesday of Super Bowl week. He sat with uh, Vinovich and Troy Vincent. Yeah. And I love when Troy Vincent talks because the guy doesn't know what he's saying. So we missed out. They must they must be hiding those guys because they know that every time they speak publicly, they, they flub something. Mm-hmm. Last year, Blandino said that the, the PSI numbers weren't recorded pregame, which was a big thing. He also had his thing with Vinovich where it was like, they hadn't worked out the rules on ineligible receivers and stuff yet, and Vinovich was like, "I don't, I don't know what you're talking about." So I think by design, they've they've kept Vincent and uh, uh, Blandino off the stages out there in San Francisco. So we'll we'll see if, if he talks, but Goodell's definitely going to speak today. And um, so we have the Flakegate stuff. At least here in New England, we're talking about it still. And you know, I mean, I think it's going to be asked, right? It's, yeah, I would. I, Someone's going to ask. You know what? The last year it was like fever pitch. And I was sitting there, and it was funny to watch all these reporters yeah, around Yeah, because you were there last year yeah. for this. Yeah, and I mean, it was, a, it was a sham. You've been to press conferences before. Nothing like this. Like, I went to the Katy Perry press conference the same day. It was more legit than the Roger Goodell press conference. <laughs> like, there's, there's, there's journalists and writers 
holding their arms up like a first grader that knows the answer to the question, begging mm. for a microphone. They never even got looked at. It was, I don't want to say scripted, but I believe it was very carefully planned by the NFL. And the only, uh, there was like, uh, Mike Reese got in a question about had they ever taken measurements at halftime before? And Goodell said no. It was the shortest answer of the whole thing. Goodell yeah. didn't want to talk about it. And then maybe like, you know, Bob Globbers, like someone from New York might have asked something about it, but it was it was not touched on nearly as much as you would have thought last year when it was full bore. So this year, I think it would be somewhat of an upset if anyone got a microphone and started asking him about well, it. Well, someone then's going to have to lie and say, well, here's what I'm going to ask about. I'm going to ask about Cam Newton. And then when they get the microphone, they say, oh, by the way, uh, how's the PSI results from the season coming along? Are, they, are you going to yeah. reveal those numbers? Because Dean Blandino actually said you may have some numbers, even though you said, Mr. Goodell, a, a day before that on the Rich Eisen show that this was not a research study and, and you just you know did this in a way to let the teams and the clubs around the NFL know that you are looking into this matter and you keep an eye keeping an eye on the PSI levels of football. So which is it? Is it what you said or is it what Dean Blandino said? Do you have numbers? I mean, that... I, I do think that's going to be asked. As much yeah. as you say maybe this is staged, I do think somebody's going to be in position where they say, this is a newsworthy bit. Right. Like, I'm going to get a headline out of this question. I might as well ask it. Yeah, and I mean, you might have to... He's probably planned the answer to that one. I oh, think, I oh think, for sure. I think the Rich oh, Eisen sure. answer was planned. You think spot checks just came out of nowhere? Spot like checks. that, that might have been. I don't a, even know what the fuck a spot check right. is. Right, like that might have come from you know the lawyers because they're still you know they're going in March and if they go before a court and the judges say, listen, you know, forget all this, show us the data you recorded this year, and you have to turn it over, you're in trouble. If you just say, no, we ran spot checks, we're cool then that, that's not going to be admissible or anything. And mm. It might not even be admissible, but you saw with Berman the way he ran the courtroom. General rules don't apply to a case as stupid as this one. So the, the judge was just like, no, we're not even going to get to the labor law. We're going to get into how stupid you were. Let's get into that. So I think they want to limit that when they get there in March. Um, are you more concerned about the PSI numbers that may or may not be out there from this regular season in the NFL or what has happened in the last... 12 hours on the Peyton Manning front. Yeah, no, the Manning thing was huge. The, uh, the, the numbers, the, the smart people much smarter than me have already told me what those numbers would be in different scenarios. Like, science isn't make-believe. Like, mm. it's, it exists. So I believe the numbers from people that weren't getting paid by the NFL to be scientists and physicists to get yeah. those numbers right. But the Manning stuff, and I thought, I mean, you've been on it since day one, mm. one of the few people that actually felt like yelling about it because for some reason, uh, strong denial in this day and age meant innocence which is loony but everyone trashed al jazeera for reporting it because they're you know not american they're whatever they're terrorist supporters all this stuff the al jazeera report was right and we got confirmation from that with ari fleischer last night saying mm -hmm. drugs were shipped to the house to ashley manning so it just becomes do you believe that ashley manning was you know popping hgh at the same time her husband was recovering from four neck surgeries or do you think that was for Peyton Manning? That's that you can no longer trash the report. Let me backtrack a little bit. How for the people that maybe haven't listened to my stance on the Peyton Manning HGH thing, compared to what happened with the Flakegate over the last twelve months, and uh, I've said since day one that the Flakegate and any conversation and investigation about the air pressure in football is absolutely ridiculous to the point where this should have never been a major story. This should have been something that the league, if they, if somebody came to the league and said, we think this is happening, the league should have warned a team or two, sent a memo, 
and maybe sent a memo to the entire league saying, look, uh, we've been given a tip that maybe some things are happening with footballs. We just want to remind you guys that in the rule book, this is what it needs to be, and nobody can do anything to the footballs after the officials take them. That's what should have happened, and that should have been the end of it. And then Roger Goodell's response to Rich Eisen the other day in which he said, well, we just ran spot checks. It was not a research study. We didn't go all in on any type of PSI documentation, even though we could have all year long, then that would have been a reasonable answer. It's not a reasonable answer because he hasn't reacted like that since day one. He gave the Patriots the largest team fine in NFL history. He took away a first-round draft pick, which he seemingly is not going to give back. And to this day, he is still trying to suspend Tom Brady for four games. It's been an all-out assault. Yes. It it went from, you know, uh, a... overlooking the quote-unquote integrity of the game and making sure that there was no, you know, infraction to just an all-out, all-fronts assault on Tom Brady that continues in a, at, to a ridiculous level. Yeah, and, and, and because of the way he handled it at the beginning, uh, you know, obviously we had the media reports and the way this deflategate thing just took off and where it's still a story to this day, and we're going to talk about it on this show Because it was such a big story and because I think the national media pounced on this thing the way they did and because the league pounced on this thing the way they did, when the Peyton Manning stuff came out, you know, I've I've said since day one, I don't give a shit if Peyton Manning took HGH. Like, I really don't care. I've accepted the fact that we live in a sports world in which professional athletes are going to do something and take something to either get ahead of the game, um, to either be better than they are, to get this type of edge, or to try and recover quickly to get back on the field. And it's not an insane theory to me that somebody who's such a competitor like Peyton Manning in his mid to late 30s, who had neck surgery, who's trying to get back on the field and play at a high level, it's not an insane theory to think that someone like that might try to do something and use something to get to get healthy right. and to get back on the field. Who loves the sport that he plays? Like, you put two scenarios against, uh, throw them against the wall. One scenario is a quarterback is involved in a scheme to deflate footballs with the locker room attendant taking balls into a bathroom and putting a pin in them and deflating them before an AFC championship game or before any game. And that's one situation. The other situation is, as I mentioned, competitor, quarterback, mid to late 30s, neck surgery, takes HGH to get back on the field. What's the more believable What's the more believable scenario? Right. It's scenario B, the quarterback taking HGH, right? right? So because of that, I just thought, I think the national media attention should be just as as large and crazy as, as it was for Deflategate. And yet, when the Al Jazeera report came out, you literally had the same people who didn't believe Tom Brady when he said... He didn't deflate footballs. The After same... he faced a firing squad <laughs> yeah. from, you know, the national media. Tom, what about the fans, Tom? What are you going to say to the fans? I mean, th- th- it was a joke the way they handled it. These same people, they came out, heard Peyton Manning say he didn't do HGH. Call Charlie Sly a slapstick. We'll get into Charlie Sly because yeah. he's a big story today. Peyton Manning is too. These Rock same, solid, Charlie These Sly. same national media people, they heard Peyton Manning say he didn't do it, and they said, oh, he didn't do it. We got to move on. It's a let, let's let's not let's not make this a story. And 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 it uh, that upset me because I look back at the precedent the national media set, the precedent the league set with Deflategate. They compared deflating footballs to taking PEDs, com- and that's the, why they took it so seriously. The according league, to them, the league compared PSIs to PEDs, and then the national media seemingly agreed. 
And now that you actually have a story with a big-name quarterback that came out a month ago, a little over a month ago, possibly taking HGH, nobody wanted to, to believe it. Nobody wanted to make a story out of it. So I've, I've always said I want this to be a story. But the, the last week or so, there was news that the NFL was going to investigate the HGH Peyton Manning stuff. Get right I to said, the bottom of it. And I said, that's fine. I'm like, I don't know how serious the investigation is going to be, but I, I do want an investigation. You investigated Brady, you, you, you better investigate this. But I also said, the football fan in me doesn't want a week of, of HGH Peyton Manning talk. Because again, I told you how I feel. I don't give a shit to Peyton Manning if he took HGH. I'm not sitting here trying to put an asterisk next to his name like a lot of people are trying to put it next to Tom Brady's name. Right. I do care that it's covered. I do care that it's investigated. But the football fan in me wants a Super Bowl that doesn't have to talk about another quarterback off the field scandal. Because let's be honest, HGH will have no factor and effect in this game on Sunday. Right. I mean, it just won't. I just think, I think you know, the, the there is a reason for it in some way because it's not like baseball in the 90s where I remember being in my dorm room in 2004 talking to my friends, and it's like, man, wouldn't it suck to find out, like, one of the Red Sox was on steroids? <laughs> like, that's how, that's what, back in 04, we thought, you know, Maguire, Sosa, and Canseco, and, and Clemens were on steroids. That was like, we thought it was this small little club. Little did we know that, you know, the whole world was basically on steroids. It's never been that way with football. You know, people don't really care. What's the biggest name we can think of? Sean Merriman? Uh, Haloti Nada? Mm. All these guys. Uh, they, people get popped every week. Guys you never heard of. Fifth cornerbacks. On the, yeah, I mean, on, well, know. Rodney Harrison had, yeah, had Harrison package was a big name. delivered to him, right? Yeah, but it's still, it's never been nearly as big as it was in baseball. And I think a big reason is because it's never been, you know, like a golden child or a face of the league or anything like that. So I think what we've seen in the past month is exactly why it, we've never seen a face of the league come out in something like this because mm-hmm. the NFL doesn't want it. The NFL has strong arms and the NFL can prevent it from coming out. So I think it took something like Al Jazeera, something so far off, something not, they don't, they don't have any stake in the league. They don't cover the league. It took something like that that had nothing to lose by throwing a name in there or throwing multiple names in there for it to actually come out. And it's, it's in that way, it's sort of the NFL's biggest nightmare. And for the Washington Post to follow up, forces them to actually address it now. Yes, because that's why this is a story today. And look, I told you, I didn't want to get into HGH stuff uh, leading into this game, but I, I brought I brought that back to the NFL investigation. I said, look, if you're going to investigate this, I want you to investigate. What's it going to hurt to begin the investigation next week? Like, is it going to hurt you to begin it next week? Do you need to announce that you're beginning it this week? I just said to myself, this is so stupid. The NFL didn't learn their lesson. You can investigate, but there's a time and a place. You can wait till Monday. Wait, why do right. you have to investigate right now? So I didn't want an NFL investigation to lead to stories like this. But if a news outlet wanted to investigate, do their own investigation, then then do what you got to do. And if we have news on it from a news investigation, then guess what? We got to talk about it. This is a good story. And it's a good story. You, you read the, op- you read the opening few story. paragraphs and you're like, oh, yes. This yes. is like, because you want to talk about integrity. Um... The bottom line is this, if you haven't heard yet and you haven't read, you need to you need to go do so. The Washington Post last night, and I was on Twitter, I was watching the Bruins come back. Um, you know, they they win in a shootout, and uh 
Brad Marchand being Bobby Orr there for a second. Yeah, a nice little move there on the penalty kill, huh? Like and then like you Robert got Gordon. Ryan Spooner in the shootout. And, and, you know, the Sabres, they don't use Jack Eichel. You can point out to me that Eichel maybe isn't, isn't good in the in the shootout, but still, I mean, come on. Take my chances. Uh, Eichel's got some pretty sick moves. You see his goal a couple weeks ago? I mean, please. Yeah. You got to put him in the shootout. Anyways. Wow. Anyway, so I'm watching that game, and I'm on Twitter, and somebody tweets out, you know, this link to the Washington Post, and I'm like, man, what's it going to be? You know, what's it going to say? And right away. You're I mean, fist it's pumping. A, You're they, on the couch fist pumping. They sort of give you the whole story in the first three paragraphs, and then, like a typical feature, then they go in-depth. Yep. Situation by situation, and it's just phenomenal. If you haven't read it, well, let me give you the gist of it. Bottom line is this. The Washington Post goes in-depth in their own investigation that uncovered that Peyton Manning, who obviously hired Ari Fleischer, okay, and Ari Fleischer then sent two, hired two private investigators. That's what they're calling them, private investigators. Well, they, they said the lawyers sent the private yeah. investigators. So I don't know. Fleischer might have told the lawyer. We don't, we don't know the exact mechanics, just, to be, I mean, just to be clear. Yeah, just to be clear, or do we want to be realistic? Let's be right. realistic. Ari Fleischer used to work in the White House. I'm pretty sure. They covered, that, they covered up a couple uh, stories over the course of his tenure. Yeah, and Ari Fleischer, I'm sure because of that, knows some pretty bad dudes. Yeah. Right? Let's not act like these private investigators. And when you find out what they were wearing, all I need to know is what they were wearing. All in black. Uh, all black overcoats. Yeah. Right? It's like a it's like an FBI movie. I, I want you to Google black overcoat <laughs> and just just so you can get a look at what these guys were wearing. Black overcoats. These two private investigators in black overcoats, they show up at Charlie Sly's home five days before the Al Jazeera report documentary was released. They show up at his family's home. Charlie Sly's not even there. They show up at his, at his parents' home, right? We should note that he's an adult. He's an adult man. You know, you don't got to go to his parents' house. Yeah, and they go, well, they go, they go to his house, right? And they tell the family, they knock on the door, they say, we're law enforcement. And so then... Well, I forgot my badge. They end up calling the parents or the, or the daughter calls 911. And uh, they call 911. You actually might just, just had me listen to the 911 call. Yep. Deadspin has a 911 call. And uh, it confirms that this actually happened, that they believe that these two private investigators said that they were law enforcement, which you can't do, which is not legal, right? Yep. You, you cannot knock at someone's door and say you're law enforcement and not be law enforcement. Yep. They didn't have a badge. They did that. Law enforcement showed up. They ended up letting them in. They said they had private investigators. They called Charlie Sly's lawyer, whatever, this, that, the other thing. And at the time, Charlie Sly's family wasn't actually taking the Al Jazeera thing too seriously because what Al Jazeera did was... They emailed every party involved, every player that was named, Charlie Sly, right, um, Peyton Manning, yep. guys. They emailed them, and they said— And the Geyer Clinic people, too. And the Geyer Clinic. That's how they figured out it was Sly. That's how they figured out it was Sly. Because no one talked like that particular person talked. So they sent out, they sent out these emails, and that's how you know Peyton Manning, you know, he hires Ari Fleischer. They send two guys. They figure out it's Charlie Sly. They send him to. They send these investigators to Charlie Sly's house five days before the report is released, and next thing you know, right? We'll do long story short. Next thing you know, the following day, the following morning, Christmas Eve, Charlie Sly records what a minute long video on YouTube where he's not even looking into the camera. He's reading something clearly. His father records it, and Charlie Sly basically says anything that I said in this Al Jazeera report that is yet to be released is not true. Now keep in mind. Charlie Sly, when he's recording this video, has no idea what he's actually recanting, right? Mm -hmm. He has no clue. And some of it has been proven to be true since then. Yes. And and so 
these investigators that show up at Charlie Sly's house, we we get that whole story in depth. You got to go in and read it. it. It's it's fantastic. And then what we also find out is that Ari Fleischer confirms in this story, in this report, that HGH was actually sent to Ashley Manning. Well, he said drugs. Drugs were shipped. Drugs and then was it, shipped. The Post followed up and said there were three potential reasons that it could be for her, like a a. a bowel situation or something else but since they've never denied that it was hgh exactly. it, i'm gonna connect the dots and they've never and say that he basically confirms that they sent hgh yeah. to the manning house and they never even when manning was given his slapstick speech and saying it, it was he, he he cycles between angry f- frustrated mad like <laughs> that that he never said it wasn't shipped to his house like he never once denied the crux of the report because also in this post story is his people went to the Geyer Institute, took out all the records, yep. and saw what was there so they knew exactly what they could deny and not get caught in a lie denying. So if they denied that it was shipped there and then it comes out in the records that they actually had shipped it there, he would be exposed as a liar. So mm-hmm. that's that's where the Fleischer factor works in where you know exactly what exists on the record. So when you go out and deny it publicly, you're you're clear. You're not going to get you know caught in a lie by the public. So basically, Peyton Manning's team. What this comes down to is Peyton Manning's team. Before this report was released, when they were uh, told that this report was going to come out and Peyton Man- Peyton Manning's name was was linked to it, they hired people to a go to Charlie Sly's house, okay, and basically force him into saying that this stuff that he said is not true, even though he didn't even know what he said because he was recorded in an undercover manner, and then b well a Frightened them enough to call nine one one. Throw that in True. there because yeah, I think you that's, throw that in there. Yeah. Showing up to the door wearing black overcoats. Yeah. I mean, saying you're law enforcement when you have no badge yeah. to show is obviously scares scares them away. There's right? a guy knocking on the, This guy just knocked on the door right now. We're not calling nine one one. We're At not scared. I, have, I haven't called nine one one in in many years because I've never been scared by someone at my doorstep. So no, it, there I is think someone. That's there is someone at the studio trying to trying to get in. Now he's probably looking in, going, "How are they closed today?" They have the lights on. They <laughs> have two microphones. Talking they're, to each they're other. talking to each other in a, a podcast. Um, but we're not calling 911 on him. So you can only imagine how scary these two guys were in when they black. showed up at the door. So that's A. Peyton Manning's team hired these two men to show up at Charlie Sly's house. And then B, they also sent some people to the Gaia Institute to, to basically figure out what was... You could say figure out what was going on or maybe... Uh, Maybe get rid of a couple things. I don't know. Maybe get rid of a a, a, a few pieces of yeah. of information. I mean, would you would you put that past these guys not. based on what was going on? No, we mentioned Ari Fleischer. He's been in the White House before. I mean, one, I think he knows some pretty bad dudes that he could send to someone's house if he really wanted to. Don't tell me he couldn't because he absolutely could. And uh, then when you go send someone to the Gaia Institute, I mean, what do, what does this show you? So on top of all that, you also have the Ari Fleischer confirmation that. HGH was sent to the Manning home, or at least some type of drugs. As yep. we connect the dots, though, they never denied HGH was sent. HGH was sent there, so I'm gonna say it was HGH, and he confirmed that. It, Can it, we read the quote? The quote from Ari Fleischer? No, 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 from Peyton. From Peyton. Yeah, you have a quote from yeah. Peyton Manning. So this was this was uh, in 2013. This isn't in the Washington Post report, though. Uh, this was not, but this Last was night. someone tweeted this to me. It was in. Uh, Monday morning quarterback back mm-hmm. in 2012 or 13, and it was Peyton talking about getting back into the game. Okay. And he credits his wife for being the the the, the push that he needed because he was ready to retire. Mm-hmm. All right, I'll start so I don't have to read the whole thing. But all right, uh, Ashley was the one that was saying, Peyton, you've got to try. You've got to try. With this injury, nothing was happening. Nothing. For weeks. 
There was no progress. This is Peyton talking about his recovery from his neck surgeries. It was so frustrating. And really, I had a piece about it. I had a piece because I had this unbelievable string of health for 20 years since I was 15 years old as a sophomore in high school. So who was I to complain now that I'm injured? I've given it as good a run as I can give it. I've got kids now. I had a piece about it. I think he made it clear he had a piece about it. Yeah. So I didn't feel like I had to play to get another win or a touchdown. But she, Ashley, is like, you've got to try. So I was glad that she pushed me to do it. Once I did, I was going at it. And then I started seeing a little bit of light there. So, yeah, she was the one who kind of pushed me through it. Mm. So, mm. clearly, Ashley Manning had a big stake in, in Peyton getting back on the field. This was back, you know, when he missed the whole year. And drugs getting shipped in her name. She had twins around that time. Not sure, not sure the exact dates, but mm. I don't think you put HGH in your body when you're pregnant or anything like that. There's, there's another dot to start connecting. It is. And, and you know, you mentioned that quote, and basically you imply that what Peyton Manning's talking about is his wife helped him and guided him through some type of HGH regimen because stuff He was, was making no sent. progress. Yeah. No progress. But you're implying that. And the fun, I'm bringing it back. Now I'm going to bring it back to the Washington Post report because the funniest part I think about this Post report is that, you know, they send guys to Charlie Sly's house, okay? And so basically, they're trying to figure some stuff out. But but also in the same report, Ari Fleischer confirms that HGH was sent to the home. So if here's what I'm confused about. They, what their message is to us as this stuff gets out. If, if you're confirming that there was something sent to the Manning home, okay? And Charlie Sly never actually said that Peyton Manning used HGH. He might have implied and suggested, kind of like you just implied and suggested. He never, Charlie Sly, I watched it again this morning. He never said Peyton Manning used HGH. And an Al Jazeera re- representative came out after the came fact out and, and said, said they exactly never, that. They never accused that. So if they never actually accused Peyton Manning of using HGH, they just accused it of being uh, of it being sent to his house under his wife's name, what are you on the hunt for? If you're going to confirm that that actually happened, what are you on the hunt for? Yeah. Well, it's because he knew he couldn't deny it. He knew it was in record somewhere. You know, there's some sort of record of that shipment. And Fleischer knew, Peyton, if you go out and say there was never anything sent to my house, someone like these guys from the Washington Post, and we're doing a disservice by not naming them because those guys are badass, but uh, people like that could find it. They, they probably would have found it. And then, boom, it comes out Peyton Manning lied on ESPN, two Lisa Salters on his practice field. So I think that was part of the strategy was deny it aggressively, but don't ever deny that it came to your house because they have that record and exists. And th- these people must have had it. That's how they got Fleischer to admit it. Why else would Fleischer admit it? Mm. He's going to admit as little as possible throughout the entire thing until you say, here it is. I have it printed out. It's proof. Can you confirm that I'm holding this in my hand? And he'll have, he'll have no other choice. Yeah. So, I mean, child, I, I think here's what I tell people. If people want to get caught up on the initial report from Al Jazeera, I'll say, don't just watch the Peyton Manning thing. Don't, because that's like the last five minutes of it. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. Mm-hmm. Because, because I think if you just watch the Peyton Manning po- portion of it, I think you can walk away and be like, well, this guy, Charlie Sly, I mean, he never actually accuses Peyton Manning of, of taking HGH, and he doesn't really sound like he knows too much. And at first, I guess I kind of had this idea that, all right, there's little to no evidence that Charlie Sly knows what he's talking about. Well, we all know compulsive liars, oh. guys that would just say things like that. Oh. You go down the street, someone's going to say they sent, sure. you know, whatever. They have some pie-in-the-sky story, mm-hmm. and you're just like, all right, pal, sure thing. 
But what I did was, a couple weeks after this came out, I went back and watched the whole video. It's about an hour long. You have to watch the whole thing. Because when you watch the whole thing, anybody that tries to tell you that Charlie Sly doesn't know what he's talking about and isn't involved with professional athletes, then you can laugh right in their face because you could say, actually, I watched the whole thing and I actually saw firsthand that Charlie Sly, one, does know what he's talking about and is, is very well informed on Delta II. He gets praised a type for of it drug. as a drug he a gets PED praised. genius. There's literally video of a former player showing up at his apartment, right? He was part of the con. If you believe, if you believe yeah, Fleischer's right. story, and and on top of it, I think the whole premise of the British hurdler who went undercover to try to find some type of performance-enhancing drug—I don't think people know the background of this report. They think Sly was like you know talking out of school or something. Yeah, they think Sly was like on you know driving in his car one day, and and they threw a, a recorder in his car, and he was just bullshitting someone yeah. for five minutes. This was an ongoing investigation. This this British hurdler, who actually was someone, right, who had competed in Olympics. Yeah. He, he basically told him that he wanted to get. He told Charlie Sly he wanted to get back into the Olympics, and uh, he said, "I need it. I need to take something. I need an edge. I need to get you know get above and beyond. But I can't be you know can't be detected. Charlie Sly's your guy. That's what he heard. So he went to him. Charlie Sly throughout this video." Proves that he was the right guy to go to. He's given all this stuff to pro athletes that's going undetected, and there's a reason why they come to him. I mean, it, and then at the end, you get to the Peyton Manning stuff because he starts telling this British hurdler, what's his name, Collins? I forget. His last name yeah. is Collins, I think. He starts telling him that, well, yeah, I got my start in this business as a pharmacist in what, 2000? I got my start as a pharmacist 2011 at this clinic in Indiana, and in fact, you know, Peyton Manning, great guy. He used to come. He used to show up with his wife. They used to get treatments. Um, and, and the craziest thing, like, we would ship growth hormone to, to his house all over the place. But it would always be under his wife's name. And he laughs. He's like, I mean, shit, we would send that everywhere. We would send it everywhere. Florida. But it would always be under his wife's name. And that was essentially it. Yeah. That was it. That's all he said. And, and he, never, he never comes out and says Peyton Manning. Use HGH. Right. And, and that's why when I read this Washington Post report and I see that they sent two guys to Charlie Sly's house, I'm going, because the, the Al Jazeera sent them, if, if, if I'm correct, Al Jazeera had sent Peyton Manning's camp complete quotes of what was said, right? right? So they knew everything that was said and they knew that Charlie Sly never said Peyton used HGH. But still, you don't send the goon squad out Unless you got something you're worried about. Exactly. Exactly. And, 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 and Fleischer, Fleischer writes it off as, well, when someone accuses you of something, nah, you need to bullshit. do your digging. You wouldn't even have been hired, Mr. Fleischer, had it not been for something that, that really scared the crap out of Peyton Manning. And, and, and what I'm trying to get across to people, and I, I, I tried to send the message home last night on Twitter, but it's tough in 140 characters or less, so I'll do it right here. The two guys that showed up, you need to, you know, the description of these two guys, again, black overcoats, uh, they say they're law enforcement. They have no badge. They show up at the house. And a day later, Charlie Sly on Christmas Eve morning is recording a video and, and basically saying every, anything that is in this Al Jazeera report is not true. And what's also funny about that is that Charlie Sly's lawyer says the the idea about a video was Charlie Sly's idea. Yeah. It, yeah, it I'm wasn't sure. the lawyer's idea. Yeah. The lawyer came out and said, that. he goes, well, it wasn't my idea. It was Charlie Sly's <laughs> idea to record this video. That That is um, one of, I say there's three reasons that 
his credibility, like you know, the idea that Sly is a liar is shot. It's like that's one. Like the guy, the guy is not coming up with that video. Two is when they said, "Oh yeah, no, I gave him this shot or whatever," but it was just a vitamin supplement. Come on, that's not that's not what you had in your in your hand in the in the syringe. Yeah. And three is uh, Taylor Teagarden showing up for his PED treatment, and then you know that's unexplainable. You can't explain that away. That there's a, a professional athlete outside your apartment looking for his drugs. And then the explanation was like, yeah, well, he was he was trying to help Sly convince this this undercover guy that uh, he he was this great drug genius. It's like I'm sure that's what Taylor Teagarden does in his in his spare time, not trying to figure out how to hit a curveball. Like he's out there, like you know, trying to help Charlie Sly make money as a scam artist. Yeah, I mean, look, we're gonna get to the links with these players too in a minute because that's another crazy part. You go back to this New York Times story that came out that I feel like is just getting overlooked by everybody and it should be coming back into play now that we know a little bit more about Peyton Manning and what his camp try to do to try to, uh, I mean, are we calling it covering this up? Is that what we're gonna call it at this point? I mean, you calling this a cover-up? Is this what, because it looks like a cover-up to me and again, I go back to these two guys that he sent to Charlie Sly's house the description of them after the fact, when they were interviewed after the fact, the guy was wearing jeans. All I needed to know that these <laughs> that these were just shady dudes. They were wearing jeans and long sleeved tight Under Armour t shirts. I mean, jeans and long sleeved tight Under Armour tees. What is that? Give me the like the description of that type of person who. And you can say hired by the lawyers. I'm going to, I think, yeah. hired by Ari Fleischer. Ari Fleischer knows some bad dudes. They they had showed up previously in black overcoats. I'm trying to get a, a picture of these guys. And these weren't investigators, I got, in my opinion. I got weirdo. That's that's the best I can come up with on you that. You know what? Like, I got bad dudes. <laughs> these guys had, I, I mean, I'm going to say there was some threats thrown out. I, maybe I watch a lot of TV. Well, I'm picturing the guys from the matrix, but you know, the bad guy in the matrix with the suit, Mr. Anderson, you know, comments that that's, that's the, that's the, uh, the idea. Or what, what was that movie with, uh, Matt Damon where they, they put the hat on and went through the, the, the doors and they were all in different areas. No, I don't know. Uh, they were bad men, know. bad, bad dudes. Yeah. Well, look, there are bad dudes in this world. And, um, I'm sure if anybody knows them, it's somebody who worked in the white house trying you know, I mean, they know how to you, yield you know power, people, right? right. You, I mean, you're out there, you're protecting the president of the United States. And I'm not saying that was Ari Fleischer's job when he, when he was in the, in the white house, but he must know someone who knew there's connections there. Yeah. If you want to cover something up and you want to send a couple people to threaten someone and come out with a statement and, and do all this, this is what this seemed like. This seemed like they sent two guys to Charlie Sly's house to threaten them, help cover it up. They weren't just there to talk. Yep. I, you cannot convince me that those guys showed up just there to talk. I'm sorry. Those are bad dudes. Those are potential gangbangers that showed up at Charlie Sly's door that said, hey, you're either going to do this our way or or, or there's going to be uh, some consequences right, right now. There's going to be some bad shit going on in this house. And then I the, mean, that's, yeah, that's how I feel like this thing went down. Yeah, and then the cops show up and things get a little bit more cordial because the cops have these guys' names and faces and, and they can't get away with anything mm -hmm. because they're on alert. Well, that's why they said they were change. law enforcement right. at first because they want to get let in. They don't want them calling 911. Because they wanted to be portrayed as law enforcement. But I'm telling you, th this was a situation in which two guys, these private investigators, we're going to use that term as a joke. This, you know, shit like this goes down in the real world. People show up in people's homes and they, they threaten people to do things. Cleaners. Okay? They weren't PIs. They yeah. were cleaners. Yeah. These were bad dudes. And uh, when I read the description of them, I'm just going, this is, the league 
needs to take this serious. And I know I've said, well, they need to investigate this, wait till after the Super Bowl. Hey, something's now come out. Washington Post did a nice little job here. This is as shady as this could get, and I never thought we would be going down this road with this story. No. Never what thought if, we would be going down this road. What if what if they win this game or lose this game, whatever, and Peyton says Tuesday, like, that's it, I'm done. Investigation over now. There's other players involved. There are other no, players involved. No, there are other involved. players, and that's why I want to get to this link with Charlie okay. Sly and these other players uh, because— But as far as Manning is concerned, he's basically in the clear. No he, matter what I, comes out, you know, if there's no NFL punishment— Well, what, what do you mean in the clear? I don't think he'll ever get regarded as a cheater. I don't think he'll lose his sponsorships. Well, well look, I don't think he should be regarded you as a cheater. You know what I mean? Well, and, I don't think a guy I... who might have known about air pressure coming out of football should be labeled a cheater, but he was, and he is. True. So I think, you know, it, he'll never get that status of, of you know, people being outraged about it. I don't think Papa John will bail on, on Mr. Manning. <laughs> I think it'll all, I think it'll basically, his life will be mostly unchanged no matter what comes out. But just Just how I've seen it play out since December. Mm-hmm. Nothing, nothing has changed. So I, I, I think no matter, I'm not sure how bad it would have to get for, for something to make him really look bad in the eyes of 90% of the country. Well, I guess, see, my mindset, as I told you, where I don't give a shit if Peyton Manning used HGH. I am surprised that this is the road they went down to hire two guys to show up at Charlie Sly's house and threaten them. To, to come out with a video we'll apply- and then go into the Gaia Institute and clean that place out and take shit around and basically turn this into um, a TV show slash uh, criminal movie. I uh-huh. mean, that's what they've turned this into, and I don't think they had to do that. Nope. We'll apply the same standard that people have applied to the Patriots and Brady, where if they came out and said, you know what, yeah, you know, we had a guy, threw a needle in, we're sorry, it was, it was wrong, uh, we'll accept any punishment. People, people have said that if the Patriots did that, then they would have like stuck their wrist out and Roger would have given it a little slap and life would have gone on. Even though I think that's absurd and that would have never happened given the, the climate of what had, yeah. that had grown into. But let's say Manning, when this came out, said, you know what? I had four neck surgeries. I thought I was done. I couldn't even jog. I couldn't lift my arm over my, all this stuff. And he's like, I just needed something to be able to be an athlete again. So I took a little something. I wasn't playing it. Ne- I never took it when I was on the field and all this stuff. Would that lo- have looked better in December than this now? In what this could potentially turn into, I think yes. Who's gonna be like? Who's gonna Who's gonna kill the guy if he says, "I I I couldn't play anymore and I wanted to keep playing." Like the way I look at Kurt Schilling in the World Series in the, in the ALCS, dude could not pitch, and then he goes in. They they put what is it? Marcane in his ankle. He's he's numbed up. They mm. they do the suture and everything. Mm. He couldn't have played without that injection. It's not steroids or anything. It wasn't a performance-enhancing drug, but it was a performance-enabling drug. And everyone's, everyone is like, hell yeah, Kurt Schilling's a warrior. He'll do whatever it takes to get in the field. Would that same sort of general principle not apply to Manning being bedridden in 11, well, 2011? Well, look, I see, I do think that if it was confirmed, that if it's ever confirmed that he used HEH or if he came out and said it, there would be scrutiny there. There's no question about it. I, I think there would. I mean, as much as I would not give a rat's ass if he took HGH, there are some people who actually care about that stuff. Sure. And and so I do think it would be a big deal. But where I was getting to getting to it was I, I, as long as they don't have evidence of Peyton Manning actually taking something, and it was that see, I figured that's the reason why they had it sent to his wife, right. so that they wouldn't have to do this, so that they wouldn't have to hire. They saw this Ari Fleischer, so that they wouldn't have to hire two guys to show up at someone's house who worked at the Guy Institute. They wouldn't have to go down this road. Is there a video of Peyton Manning using HGH? 
if there's not, all he can, all he has to do if he wants to deny is deny, deny, deny. He doesn't have to send someone to Charlie Sly's house. So, so that's why I'm a little uh, surprised that, that they went down this road and, and took it to this extent because now this looks worse mm-hmm. than, in my opinion, what he actually did or what people would have just thought he actually did because would they ever really have been able to prove it? I don't, I don't know what's out there, but apparently, I guess they thought there was something and, and that's why they sent these two guys to his house. I mean... This is this is serious. It Once is. you hear the two guys show up to Charlie Sly's family's house, and I'm gonna say it, threatened them. They these two dudes threatened Charlie Sly's family. At minimum, intimidated them. Oh, scared inti- them. What do we like? What do we think happened when they showed up and said they were law enforcement? Hello, sir. I'm here to talk about your son. Yeah, How are you? If Can they I have wanted, some tea? If they wanted to do things the right way, they would have never said they were law enforcement, right? Yeah. They weren't law enforcement. They wouldn't have worn black overcoats either. Ari Fleisch is probably a shady dude. Again, he worked in the White House. Come on. Well, I got to like, say what? this, and I and I hate I hate to put it this way, but is there any chance? And there is a chance. You ever think, you know, like the two of us are here yelling about it, screaming about it? We don't know how this is going to hit nationally. We saw ESPN mention it briefly. They covered it for about two minutes before they, you know, started talking about the Super Bowl again. It looks terrible to those paying attention, but. Deflategate looked terrible for the NFL to anyone paying attention, but you and I are two of maybe 20 people who actually paid attention to that throughout. So it's 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 a it's a calculated risk, I think, that you know from the Manning camp where it's like, well, people aren't gonna people don't read people aren't gonna read thousands of words. They're not gonna watch hour long documentaries. Like we'll be all right, mm. and they might be. I need people to watch the whole Al Jazeera report and and. When you get into that, you see some of the other players linked. I mean, we just mentioned a couple of them, but Charlie Sly goes in depth to the Green Bay Packers and how, you know, he's friends with the guy Neil and Neil, and, and Neil. And Neil introduced him to other Packers to the point where the Packers loved him and they went to him. And if you think that those connections that he talks about, he's, he's bullshitting, well, you didn't read the New York Times piece. Yep. Because the New York Times piece, just, what, a week after that Al Jazeera January report? January maybe, maybe two weeks after yeah. that report came out? Maybe a week. After then. the holidays, A yeah. week after the Al Jazeera report came out. A week or two. Uh, New York Times came out with a report that goes in-depth about Charlie Sly and his relationship with a Florida-based trainer. And the interesting part about this relationship is that they were both business partners, this yep. Florida-based trainer. They were co-founders of Elements Nutrition. And when you go to the Elements Nutrition website, Facebook page, this, that, the other thing, there were pictures with all these athletes. You know who these athletes were? A lot of them that were linked and named by Charlie Sly yep. in the Al Jazeera report. It was not a these random Green connection. Bay Packers, some of the baseball players, Ryan Howard, uh, Zimmerman, right? And, and they were all linked to Elements Nutrition. And I'll ask you this. I know you could say, well, well, nothing was going on. They were just working out in there. They were taking protein shakes. You know, they were maybe there was a little creatine, right? They were they, they were just getting in shape. A lot they of were push-ups. They were pro athletes with, with people who knew what they were doing, and, and that was it. Well, the final line in the New York Times piece was, and I'm paraphrasing it because I don't have it in front of me, but I've done it a million times, so I almost know it. Um, you know, I can I can read it off the back of my hand. And basically they say we're not sure if Major League Baseball and NF- and the NFL is going to investigate into these reports of all these players taking performance-enhancing drugs. But if they do investigate, they might want to start soon. Because as of this week and right now when we write this report, that Elements Nutrition that we just talked about with Charlie Sly and this Florida-based trainer uh, that were co-founders of it, as of right now, Elements Nutrition has completely dissolved and 
closed its doors. Mic drop. If if you don't have anything to hide, why do you shut might, your business down as that, soon as it gets investigated? The New York Times story might be the biggest, the biggest part of this whole thing that basically confirms Charlie Sly isn't this slapstick that's making shit up yep. that's not involved in performance enhancing drugs. And if you don't have anything to hide, why are you closing your doors a week after you've been linked to 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 an Al Jazeera report? Seems like business is doing well. Seems right? like you got some big name and, clients and, and, and now, taking pictures for you. And now that you get this post report, don't forget this stuff. Where they show up to Charlie Sly's house happened probably three weeks before they closed doors at Elements Nutrition. So they see all this shit going on. They're like, we got to close this up. Yep. And you know what? Delete the Facebook. You know what I think when I go into this? Those two investigators, I, I'd like to know if they paid a visit to someone else. I'd Mr. like to Elements. know uh, the, the other guy, the other co-founder of Elements Nutrition. I'd like to, I'm starting to think that they forced Elements Nutrition to close its doors. Peyton Manning, Ari Fleischer, the two investigators. Why not? They went into the Gaia Institute. Yep. you got to connect the dots on this stuff. Yep. And if you connect the dots, this thing looks awful for Peyton Manning. And I'm not even talking about HGH. I, yep. I don't care if you use HGH. But the fact that now, even the report, they never accused Peyton of using. They implied, they suggested that, it went, that it, he might have if it went to his house. That's just common sense. Anybody can imply that. You leave it open to interpretation. I get it. Peyton Manning might not have liked that. But nobody actually accused him of using HGH. And yet, because of that, he's going to hire people and send gangbangers down to Charlie Sly's house and go through Gaia Institute and close down Elements Nutrition. All of this stuff, the cover-up looks terrible here. Cover-up's worse than the crime. Like, what... Well, and, it's and, amazing to me that that he he wanted to take it to this level. Like we would never find out about it. Yeah, and it's and if you know, like you said, that Al Jazeera never said Peyton Manning took the steroids. They said it was shipped there. Manning could have easily said, "My wife received HGH. She had a medical condition. I'm not going to talk about it. You have no business. You have no business asking me about it. And that's that story over. And all there would be is question marks, and that would be it. If that was the only thing that had happened, but this. This makes it this this Crazy. turns it turns it from a one to a to an eight because you're talking about you know if you, if like you said elements was in Florida right mm-hmm. or was it in Florida Florida yeah so you're crossing state lines you got people in different states you got businesses where are elements records let's see elements records are they there or were these or were these cleaners sent into there too elements is el- never elements, happened elements nutrition as of today does not exist it mm-hmm. is nothing and. About a month ago, it was everything to yep. all those athletes that Charlie Sly named. Florida-based. Um, guess what else was Florida-based? Peyton Manning's house. Yeah, where, where, where Charlie the... Sly was like, I can't believe we sent this stuff everywhere. I mean, we were sending it to Florida. Yep. Um, it's just, it's this is crazy. And again, and, and, and well, I don't know if it's is it gonna get picked up on. Well, think about that time story. The time story was huge. It was good reporting. And it wasn't even necessarily reporting so much as it Until was... Until the end. Well, oh yeah, that was true. But that had what? An 18-hour life cycle before everyone moved on again? I think that's the struggle here. I don't even... Did it have a life cycle? I mean, among people paying attention. Okay. Again. But, you know, that was a huge story. I wrote about it. I think maybe a couple other people might have written about it. Nationally, not even a like not fe- even a like, speck. Like you're on 98.5 The Sports Hub. You've been on with Felger and Maz. Did yep. they? How much time did they spend on the New York Times spot? Maybe so, 15 minutes. That's see. That's yeah. I, and now, but you know what? Is Felger is just like you because he was. I heard saw him on Comcast last night, 
And all along, he's sort of just thrown this Manning stuff in the trash because he's like, I think he did it. I don't think it's interesting. But in light of everything that's come out, he's like, well, now it's interesting. And now, you know, the more people like that, the more people the voices, the more it shows up. Maybe that is a little bit more interesting. I don't think you'll ever see it out of the Manning backers. I don't think it's going to be talked about Sunday during the Super Bowl. I don't think it's going to be on ESPN necessarily. But, you know, there's a lot of news outlets out there. There's a lot of, there's a lot of voices and there's a lot of, of followings and things like that. And the fact that the Washington Post unearthed this much, it's sort of like, you know, we didn't know the Times was digging. And then the Times came out. We didn't know the Washington Someone Post was digging. digging. Someone else is digging too yeah. right now. I could be digging for all you know. You might be. Yeah, it seems like I you're digging. Been. I'm digging. I think you're, I'm ca- I think you're finding the elements, uh, elements, elements Records. Elements Nutrition. <laughs> Danny's got, coming for you. They got to get in there. Something's going on at Elements Nutrition. and Because why would you close your doors? Yep. If I, honestly. It was a good business. You had you had professional athletes coming in. You had them taking pictures to pose on your Facebook page. Yeah. You got, th- things are going well. It would be like. You It'd know, be like if you had this podcast. And I had athletes come in. You had, but under the table in the back room, I had the boys <laughs> at Beantown dishing out some Delta 2. Right. right. Goes undetected. You guys will be fine. This is where you get it. But the only way you can get it from me is if you come down and you give me a 20-minute segment once a week. And, you know, that's it. Nobody has to know what's going on back there, but that's what's going to happen. Right? That's how you got and, me in here. And, and then all of a sudden, I, I'm linked to something, and the players are linked to something. And next thing you know, I got two private investigators private investigators at my door probably putting a fucking gun to my head saying you better close down Beantown Athletics and shut down that shop right now or we're gonna burn that shit down tomorrow night and then we're gonna burn your family's house down how do you like that I'm gonna say well I don't want any of that to happen so here's what I'll do I'm gonna close we're gonna close Beantown Athletics and I'm not going to have a podcast anymore. And if I do... It never existed, I, I, actually, as a matter of fact. Yeah. It just, delete it from iTunes. Delete it from to, the internet. The, the Danny Picard show never existed. Didn't happen. We're just going to dissolve it. You can never find any shows from the history books. You'll never be able to listen to anything. You'll never know who was on the show. Nothing happened here. I mean, that would be the same thing, right? Yep. That's how I envision this went down. I don't envision that those private investigators... Because you're going to get people that will say, well... They wanted to investigate because, as Ari Fleischer said, they needed to get information, you know, b- before they came out and spoke about this. And it's it's their duty to, when they're hired, to, to represent someone to go out and get this information when they've been accused of things that are not true. You need to know what they're actually accusing them of. They're going to use that. And some people are going to buy that. Well, you don't go to those well, measures. Well, guess what? I, I, I like to think I live in the real world where the shady shit does go on and shady shit does exist. And this is shady shit. These are two guys going to the Sly household, and if you think they're just sitting in there in the living room with tea and crumpets asking questions, you're out of your fucking mind. You're you're delusional. They went in there. They probably had weapons under their overcoat, okay? They probably said some crazy shit to the parents, even crazier shit to the daughter, and when they got Sly on the phone with his lawyer, they probably said even more crazy shit. And they said, if you guys don't do what we ask you to do, uh, I mean, what we tell you to do, then this isn't going to end well for you guys. Well, how, okay? about this? how about this? Forget You want people to spend an hour watching a video. You know that most people that's not going to happen. Watch the 55 seconds of Charlie Sly and tell me what he looks like. Tell me if he looks like a guy that isn't pissing his pants underneath that camera. Oh, my God. Do you see the video? He's like not even looking into the camera. He's reading something. It's Christmas Eve morning. <laughs> and by the way, the best part about it is he's, he's, he's saying whatever I said is not true. He had no idea he was being recorded. He doesn't know what he said. And Fleischer has confirmed that some of what he said was true. Yes. So they, the, so the, the, reca- the, the recanting the, the, of the... The plot that they're coming to him about is true. Yep. Man, 
I can't wait till this next story drops because you know there's something else, and it's on Elements Nutrition. Yep. It's got to things are I moving. Need, things I are need moving. Elements Nutrition. I need to know what happened in there. That I'd like to know where else these two gangbangers went and visited, and, and what they said to other people. Woo! It'll be a big distraction I, when uh, Deflategate picks back up in March. You know that'll be annoying, and then something will come on this. I tell you what, this is crazy. So we, what do you, what do you think now though? When you have the Super Bowl, and let's say more stuff does come out, I mean. Because do you think the NFL is actually going to investigate this, or are they going to go through it and be like, you I, know what, he doesn't, he's, he's going to retire, it's over with, we're just going to sort of put it in the past, and let's be honest, we didn't test for HGH in 2011 when he was accused, so how much of it actually matters anymore? It, do you think that's going to happen, or do you think they're going to go after it I full d- steam? I do, because I think they got shamed into it. Because I think a lot of people, especially in New England, have, you know, shat all over ESPN for the way they, they've covered things and the way that their, you know, journalism and reporting has gone over the past year. But I think it's important for people to differentiate what Outside the Lines does compared to what you know ESPN in general does as the entertainment entity, entity that they are. Outside the Lines has legit reporters. They had the Mark Fenerwata and was it Steve Steve Fenneru? They they reported that you know the NFL was not participating. They were not joining up with the USADA and with MLB into this investigation. And I believe that 100%. I believe what guys like that report. I I don't question the journalism. Of, of Fanaruwata, I think these are guys that are real-time reporters that do this work for ESPN. Mm. And so when that report came out that the NFL wasn't really playing along with the USADA's investigation, it came out and looked bad. And immediately, was it was it Greg Aiello or was it Brian McCarthy from the NFL PR that said, Aiello, this is not tr-. he tweeted it. Yeah, he's like, this is not true. And <laughs> on was on it, Twitter. Yeah, and then the response, or was it TJ Quinn that was responding back? Oh, that no, that was the NIH response. The, the, the concussion study thing. It was ILO thing. to TJ Quinn. Okay, so that was, the, that was the, the concussion response, but there was a response from the NFL to that report that said they weren't playing along with the USADA. It said, yes. No, I are, think it was. No, no, the AP came out the next day and said, yes, indeed, a spokesman confirmed that, that the NFL is, is working with USADA investigation. And I think that was a direct result of being publicly shamed because we know how the NFL operates. They send out these trial balloons, and when things, you know, Make them look bad. Look at this week with the PSI numbers. Mm. Things look bad. The story shifts a little. The, the strategies change a little bit. And so when they came out and said they were participating with the USADA, I think they were guilted or shamed into it publicly. So it looked like they were putting in the legit legwork. And if the USADA comes to conclusions, it doesn't matter what the NFL thinks. They've, they're going to reach their conclusions and release the findings. So I think the NFL got, you know, they didn't want to investigate that intensely, but now they have to. I think ILO... When he responded to TJ Quinn on Twitter, I think it was about wasn't the, was, I'm pretty sure wasn't it was about a, pulling the funding from that NIH concussion study where no, they said it was five so. million for anything. I don't think so. I think it was about. Um, I think they did both. You're right. They might I have think, done both. Yeah. Quinn TJ Quinn reported that that the NFL decided not to be you're right. involved. You're right. In an investigation, and Ayello said that you're is right. Not true. It was Quinn. Right? Fenerwata was the concussion. Uh huh. Quinn was on this one. Ilo right. was talking about and uh, was just the like not true cooperation. And then Quinn, it was like high schoolers on Twitter, and yeah, Quinn was just joke. like, "Yes, it is." And then Ilo was like, "No, it isn't." But so I think it was out there, and they're very, they're very conscious of that. They're aware of every everything that's written about them and said about them. So I think the investigation will get done begrudgingly on the NFL's part. All right, so we got that. We'll keep an eye on the Peyton Manning story, and of course, we're keeping an eye on the Deflategate stuff, and and. As Goodell's going to talk today at three o'clock, who knows if it's he's my gonna Super be, Bowl, Danny? Yeah, who knows if he's going to be asked? If he's asked, you know, he's definitely not going to give anything good. But him and Blandino 
a kind of contradicting each other? Absolutely contradicting while each other. Kind of, while kind of agreeing that there was no serious testing, the only difference is Goodell implied that because there was no serious research study, um, this was not meant to collect numbers. And then Blandino comes out and said on SiriusXM that, you know what, we do have some numbers. Well, it's, it's what, just, what just is two, it? sen- two sentences. One is Goodell says it was not a research project. And then Blandino says, well, we're still evaluating the numbers and see what that tells us. That is a research project. So it's two completely different messages from, you know, guys that aren't always on the same page and haven't been from day one. I, I just, I, I look at what the NFL could have done. And if I'm the National Football League, and I think I, I'd like to think I've been dealing with the whole lot more common sense than Roger Goodell in the last 12 months. I, I don't think that's difficult to do. Has not been difficult to do. You've been doing the same thing. Um, 12 months. But I, I know, right? A couple but, years. But just with the flake eight in the last 12 months. Sure. Uh, if I was the NFL, it's a golden oppo- it was a golden opportunity for them to actually run a research study to get every game, every team, test 12 balls for each team before the game, test them at halftime, test them after the game. Would it have been that difficult for them to do every game, every team? No. How long does it take to get one PSI gauge that works, to, to test the balls, and just get a, get a range? You know, get a large sample size for an entire season. Collect some numbers, okay? And have them for your own record. With, get, go out. They had a golden opportunity to legitimately get their own evidence to clarify all the scientific stuff that's been thrown out there. Because it's been a lot thrown out there. And at times... Some of it can be a little overwhelming. Right? I'm not very smart. I struggle to follow uh, um, the, the um, PV equals NRT I, I, I'm situation. I'm not a big science guy, but I, here's what I do. I, I mean, I believe the scientists. Right. I don't think they're just making shit up. Well, I do if they were paid by the NFL. Yeah, I mean, but but the NFL, don't you agree they had an opportunity? I think that's what they set out to do. research study? I think that's what they wanted to do was they wanted to gather evidence that would be lock solid. Look, these numbers you had that night prove you were cheating. And I think what they got wasn't exactly that. So now they're strategizing what to do with it because they have the numbers it's on the record that you know re- referees had to send these reports in every 20 within 24 hours of the game ending so whatever games were randomly decided they have those records uh-huh. no one can subpoena them i don't think but y- everyone knows they have them so they have to figure out a strategy of of how to get those out in a way that doesn't you know completely let the patriots off the hook the fact that they didn't Go through the whole and, and you so you're saying that you think they did begin with the research study like a hardcore all in every team every football no not every, every game no but See, it was, that's what they should have done though like they should there's no excuse to me why you wouldn't do that given how serious you took this last year well there's two parts where the, that are really screwed up is one is remember Sal Pal before the the Vikings playoff game when it was like five degrees out said the NFL is concerned that the footballs will lose will drop under the 12.5 range, and so they're replacing the balls at halftime. Yeah. How can you be concerned about the balls dropping under 12.5 if the balls don't naturally drop out of 12.5 because mm-hmm. of the weather? So what is the NFL admitting there? And then secondly, both Blandino and Goodell said there were no violations this year, which what, what does that mean? Did the Colts not? Did, so the Colts last year weren't. I, I hate talking about the Colts footballs. I'm, I, <laughs> I hate saying three of the four Colts footballs. But... <laughs> But if you are basically denying that footballs lose pressure in different atmospheric conditions, uh-huh. how could you not consider that a violation? It's either science exists or it doesn't. And what they're, they're, they're lost in this sort of no man's land between science existing and not existing. But that's my point, is that they had a chance to actually clarify some of the questions with these scientific 
experiments that people have thrown out there, they could have run their own test. Sure. Here's here's why they didn't do it. I don't think they ever did do it. I think I think Goodell is right on. I think I actually think Goodell is telling the truth when he says they ran spot checks, it was random testing. Um but I have a problem with it because they they shouldn't have done spot checks. They should have run an actual, let's go all in. Let's get every football, every game. You had a golden opportunity to do it. Here's why they didn't do it. It's because they knew that the, that when, if they did announce that and they did go through that process, they knew that we would know they had documented numbers for every game. Mm-hmm. And eventually those would get out. Yeah. And eventually, well, yeah, every and game, eventually yeah. they would know that they wouldn't defend their argument. So that's why they didn't do it. Yeah. Well, what were they hoping for when they did do random testing? Because they did do random testing. They were in Gillette for, what, the Eagles game? Or was it the Titans game? I think it was the Titans game, actually, in December. They were there for that. Mm-hmm. They did it at the Vikings game. We know that. What were they – What were? because we do know that. So what were they going for there? I, I'm, I they mean, were, it was a Hail Mary to hope that, like, every scientific expert that didn't receive a paycheck from the NFL was wrong? Yeah, I I don't know what they were going for. I, I think what they're going for is they want they they have I think they have some numbers, and I I think that they might be holding them off to when they get make can they announce can they put new evidence when they get back into court for their appeal on March third? I don't think so. You I, can't. I mean, but I don't know every 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 like, legal I don't know expert. The answer to that. But every legal expert when they went to Berman said like, oh, this can't be on the table. This can't be on the table. It's all about the labor law, the CBA, and all this stuff. They never got to the CBA. They never even got to that point because the situation was so freaking ridiculous. Like it was so off the wall bananas that the court, the judge was like, "Hold on, hold on, hold on. Did you just say that this is like PEDs? They scored more after you fixed the balls. What do you, what, what do you t- explain yourself?" And the mm-hmm. NFL had nothing. They legitimately said, "We have no such direct evidence of Tom Brady, yeah, being involved. Even the, in the a scheme to deflate footballs. They said that. Exponents, their lawyer, Daniel Nash, said that. Yeah, I mean, they're, they're, they just wanted to keep. I think they want the thing to keep going forever. But exponents' conclusion, if you read it, and I, I struggled through some of the exponent parts. Believe me, I didn't even take physics. I'm not a smart person. Mm. They concluded that our, our research cannot definitively show that these balls could not have deflated on their own. But eh, we think that there's no other way they could have got there. Like they're a completely contradictory conclusion, and that was right there. Like bullet point one from exponent was we can't say for sure that this didn't happen naturally, but we are. Like, and that's that that was this quote unquote science that that proved it, and like it gets back. Like I think you had enough with the text messages, things like that, where you can be like, you know what, there was something going on here. We're gonna dock you guys a half a million dollars and tell you to knock it off, and we're gonna watch you like hell from now on. We can't prove that you did anything that night. But we are on to you. We're going to send Kensel to every game to, you know, sniff your sniff your friggin' toilets if we have to, to know everything that's going on. And you better not do it again because we will kill you. Well, like I said, they should have sent a memo, a warning, sent it to the league. I would. I mean, they could find them. And then I would accept what what Goodell is calling spot checks. I would think, all right, that yeah, you're trying to just let the league know that you're going to look into this matter. Behind the scenes, you know that it's only air pressure in a football. Let's not overreact. But, uh, you know, throughout the year, we ran spot checks. That would be fine. The punishment that they came down with, you know, should not result in only spot checks. It should have resulted in an all-in research study. And the minute as the commissioner of the Football League, uh, the National Football League, the minute you say we did not run a research study when we had an opportunity to, well, you're already knocking your own research. So if they do have any type of numbers in their back pocket, we can't take them seriously now because oh, yeah. because if it was random and spot checks, 
and let's say they give us three games. We say, well, how do we know that there are six games you're withholding? From, you're not giving us. Right. And, I mean, and, there were games we this year with the same we're, weather. There was the, the you could you could have an apples to apples if you wanted it. Yeah. I don't think we're going to get it. But but whereas if they had told us going in and told us after that they actually documented every game, then it's a different story. If they give out you know a couple games, we'd be like, wow, they have every game. They're giving us these games. Yeah. At least now it's randomized. We don't know what games they did and didn't do. Hey, but, and they but, could give us three games, and they could have five games that they're not giving us. So it, right now, they already knocked their own research by saying they didn't go through a research study. So now we can't even take yep. their numbers seriously if they do leak any type of, of information. You know what? Don't worry about it. There were no violations. That's, <laughs> uh, they said it. No viola- All right. If, if he said it, then he said it. You know, just like Keyshawn Johnson and Peyton Manning. You know, who am I to question anything? Uh, do you have any appearances coming up on Felger and Maz? Uh, I'll be on Comcast tonight. Comcast late night, tonight. Late night. Uh, so you'll be on Comcast. I will be on WEI, 10 to midnight. All right. Competing. You know, so flip back competing. and get the radio going. And you're on 98.5. I'm WEI. We're going to fist fight after this. Yeah. <laughs> uh, no, they kind of ask me on sporadically. Uh, you know, it's kind of random. Usually when they want to make fun of me, they'll bring me down there. So It's I, not Felga. He's in San Francisco. Though. He's not going to be on Comcast tonight. No, oh no, no, I'm talking about Felger and Mass. So I, I, I oh, when I, are you on Felger and Mass? I don't know. When next time they feel like making fun of me, I'm sure they'll they'll bring me down. But uh, I think I do all right down there. Those guys, those guys are all right. But um, you see Felga on the Boston casting couch, captivating. Oh, I was it's great. To, I have a, I and have the a casting couch is the best thing that's happened Super Bowl week. I have a family. The best thing that's happened. I have a family, and I'm. They're upstairs reading bedtime stories, and I'm like, I, I got to go upstairs, but I'm watching Felger <laughs> getting, like, molested by Big Cat on this couch, and this this other kid, I don't know, the other kid that was on the couch just, like, staring, he looked like a like just a, a piece of furniture staring at Felger the whole time. I was glued to it. It was captivating. It was it was awesome. And, um, you know, Perez keeps going to the point where, and, and I'm, I'm with him, I think you're with him too, where if something did happen, and they did do something to the footballs, it's because there is evidence in the Wells report that the officials did not know what they were doing with the footballs. They would overinflate the footballs to the point where we read yeah. in the Wells report after that Jets game, Brady had to send the rule book in to the officials say, hey, this is what we like the footballs as. And if Where, you're not going to do it, maybe we will. Where's Bill Levy at? You know? Where's Bill and, Levy? And, Where was that interview in the Wells report? You know who else implies that theory? That that, that theory could be true? Yesterday? On Felger Ramaz from San Francisco, Mike Pereira. Mike Pereira, what, the former VP of officiating, right? What is he, a Fox analyst now, a yep. rules analyst on Fox? Yep, Mike, they love him. Mike Pereira joined Felger Ramaz yesterday in San Francisco. Listen to what he had to say. He implies that he's received footballs. When he was an official, he received footballs that were overinflated. And he used two different PSI gauges. One said it was 12 and a half. The other obviously said it was, you know, through the roof, that it just wasn't, it wasn't even legal at all. It was overinflated by the officials. Teams are complaining. That backs up this theory that at least I have that, hey, maybe the Patriots did do something to the footballs, but they were trying to get the balls down to what they liked them underneath the rules because they knew they had a history of the officials not giving a shit right. about the PSI. And as, this is what it all comes back to me is officiating with the Wells report. If you're a commissioner of a league, and your officials can't get the rules right. You have to stop what you're doing and say there's a bigger issue than what players and teams and whoever is doing shit. This our officials can't get it right. I can't start suspending players. Right. I can't do it. And well, you know what? They didn't go that route. But I need a. Here's what Mike Pereira said yesterday uh, when talking about going back to the flake gate, talking about 
McNally, or as he calls him, O'Malley. O'Malley. O'Malley yesterday on Felger MS. Look, at, I, I don't know because I don't have all the facts. I mean, and I certainly didn't read the report that was written because I really didn't care about the report. Um, I, I know this, that, you know, it probably, you know, the fact that there were two gauges that were used in the process of measuring the footballs. Um, Walt Anderson, who was the referee, is probably the most thorough referee that uh, that they have there. He's probably the guy that pays attention most to detail. But but really, with the footballs for a number of years now, that you've got the kicking ball coordinator, he basically checks them. I mean, the referee does a little more than to mark them, and 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 so it's been a little bit loose. I mean, there's no question about that. And. You know, there's so many elements to it. I mean, the gauges. I do remember that San Diego Chargers calling me one time and saying, you know, our footballs were overinflated, overinflated. And I said, well, they couldn't have been. He said, the officials told us they were 12 and a half pounds, but I'm telling you, they were overinflated. And I said, well, send them to me. Send me a couple. So they sent me like three footballs, and I called the referee and said, send me your gauge so I could check his gauge. And, and so I got his gauge. I got the footballs. I, I mean, I tried to squeeze the football i couldn't even i mean it was like holy mackerel so i put in the gauge and the, this was a, one of the digital gauges and it and it measured i don't know measured 12 and a half or 12 and three quarters pounds right on target I, then i put one of those other gauges that you know the little thing pops up the needle pops up yeah. when you do that yeah so i, I thought well, I, I had one of those in my desk i put that Almost blew a hole in the ceiling for God's sake. So there's so you know there's so many elements of this I guess that has to be looked at. But to me, you know, I, I get it. I, I get it from the standpoint is that the commissioners, you know, so concerned about the integrity of the game in between the lines on the playing field. And I was around him enough to know that that is genuine concern of his. That that's a level playing field. Um, and I know it's the rule, and there's a rule in there for the reason, but how much effect does it have? I mean, where have we gone with the footballs? I mean, listen, you used to play with one football. And then all of the quarterbacks, the good ones, including Brady, petitioned the competition committee. I was there. We want to use our own footballs. And, you know, we all sit there and said, well, that makes sense. I mean, so why don't we let them? We're an offensive league anyway, so let's let them use it. We never thought about, is somebody going to take air out of the football or put more in? I, I don't know. It's just to me like it's an, it's an old story and needs to go away, and I think it will probably, I kind of, in my personal opinion, think it'll probably go away with not much more okay, happening. So, so, so never mind the PSI and the ideal gas law. How about the actions of the Patriots locker room attendant? Were they out of line, and, did, and should they have drawn suspicion? Well, if, in fact, the balls disappeared like that and they didn't, I guess yes. But, I mean, the officials I talked to, the one thing, what's his name, O'Malley? Uh, McNally. 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 They, you know, the officials love that guy because they said that his clam chowder was like the best food <laughs> oh, excellent. on Great the circuit. Reason. It was the best. So they said, we hope that he keeps his job because that clam chowder is delicious that he brings to the locker room. So uh, how suspicious is it? You know, I mean, how unusual was it for the balls to uh, – you know, to disappear and be taken out to the field before the officials walk out. I mean, I, I guess I remember back in my days carrying the footballs out when I was the rookie on the crew, and I wasn't on the field very long, so I was always basically a rookie. You know, I, I remember carrying out the footballs, but you just you, you didn't really suspect, and I know that when we passed this thing to let teams use their own footballs, we didn't expect to have something happened like this and now it does but how many more players and quarterbacks came out and said 
you know, well, hey, we did this too. You know, I mean, you got the football the way you liked it. I, I don't know. All right, so there you go. Uh, that's what was said by Mike Pereira. You got any reaction to that? Yeah, I mean, it's not surprising. Every, every gauges are different. You know, there's, there's, it was not by any means a scientific thing that these referees had in their pockets with these little things you get at Dick's Sporting Goods for ten bucks, and, and you knew that they were different. You, you saw that. You know, uh, Cleep Lakeman and Priolo, the other official that measured, they had completely different readings on the same footballs. So, you know, it's not it's not surprising at all, and that's been lost in the whole thing. Is it's an inexact science. This, this these these cheap ass gauges measuring air pressure. Mm, yeah. So um, there you go. It's a whole year on it's that. Deflate gate. We a just wrapped it up. Uh, deflate. You know, it's not going anywhere, and I'm sure whatever happens, you will be breaking it down. I'll be breaking it down. Uh, he is Mike Hurley. Mike, I always do this. I. I I get wrapped up into these in-studio conversations where I lose complete track of time. Hey, it And happens. I hope you can get out of here because the snow has been falling. And uh, I kept you in here longer than I know I expected to keep you in here. So, one, I apologize. Hey, two, no problem. Two, I want to thank you for coming in under these weather conditions. Thank you. I'm glad I did. Um, but, this was a good time to come in. If I'm ever going to come on the Danny Picard Show, like <laughs> it better be when like a Washington Post breaks a Peyton Manning HGH story. We'll keep an eye on it. We'll talk about the Super Bowl. And real quick, you got to pick. This is Picks Picks. This is the final Picks Picks of the year. What is it? What I do think, you got, Mike? I think Carolina rolls. I think they're just a bowling ball right now. you got to pick it with the spread. Carolina's a six-point oh, favorite. Oh, they're covering. I think it, the, the, the trend is going to be bucked this year. You know, the, the favorite's going to win. I don't think it's going to be particularly compelling. I don't see a lot in Denver's offense that's going to make it interesting if they get a turnover obviously things change turnovers change everything but they're just they're just a a bulldozer right now and I don't see them slowing down I think it's going to be let's see I don't think it's going to be like a 55 it's not gonna be like the Seahawks and the Broncos two years ago but I'll go uh 35 14 boring boring as hell you're going to be paying attention to your squares and that's it I'm gonna go 31 to 23 Carolina. I think the Panthers win. I think they cover. I do not think that it is this blowout that people are talking. 31-23. I mean, it's an eight-point win. I don't consider that a blowout, especially when you consider what some people going into this game. The minute the AFC and NFC championships are over, people said, oh, Denver's going to get whooped. I don't feel that way. I think that if the Broncos, here's their game plan. Here's what it has to be. Broncos need to keep this game close at the half because the Carolina Panthers have been whooping teams in the first five minutes of games. Nobody has made Carolina play a four-quarter game in a long time. If you get them into the half, get them thinking a little bit, knowing that they can't shut it down, I'll be curious to see what happens in the second half. Ultimately, I think Carolina will pull away in the fourth quarter with a big touchdown uh, by Cam Newton, a big touchdown drive, and that's how the Panthers pull away and win it by eight. The Panthers win it by eight, which means they cover at minus six. Panthers minus six over the Broncos in Super Bowl 50. He is Mike Hurley. You can read him at boston.cbslocal.com. Follow him on Twitter at Michael F. Hurley. Listen to him on 98.5 The Sports Hub. And tonight, Comcast Sportsnet? Yep. We'll what be time? There. Quarter of 11, 11. 11 o'clock. Depending. Might turn in nice and early, just in case, you know? All I right. might have some real hot takes before 11. All right, Mike. Thanks for joining me, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, all right? Thank you. All right, and uh, you can listen to me tonight on WEI. I'm on WEI all weekend long. Get this show every weekday, dannypicard.com. Also on iTunes, the Stitcher app, TuneIn, you name it. Wherever you get podcasts, you can subscribe to this show. Have a great weekend, everybody. Talk to you Monday.